happy Thirsty Thursday, everybody, and welcome back to Date Me or Hate Me, a podcast all about dating. Again, I apologize, there wasn't an episode last week. Sometimes you just need some rest and relaxation, and that was that was one of those days and one of those weeks, and honestly, it's still one of those days and weeks, but we're here, and I hope you like this week's episode because I am actually going to be having my first guest that isn't my mom. (laughs) Uh, His name is Raphael. We actually went on a date or two in the past. So we'll get to like that little story when um, he is with us. But yeah, so we're going to be talking about moving on from an ex it's always difficult in some extent. Now, if you're someone who's like me, I can detach really easily. It's just something I've always been able to do. I don't know if it's like deep down a coping mechanism of mine or what, but yeah, I can typically, you know, detach and move on rather quickly. If you know me though, I think my previous ex-boyfriend was one person that I actually had a really hard time moving on from, but that is for specific reasons that I won't be mentioning. So that, I mean, besides that one instance, I can typically move on pretty easily. I just, you know, kind of feel the feelings that happen in the moment and then gather myself up and, you know, get on with life. I don't know if it's because of my philosophy of, you know, like, you know, everything happens for a reason. It's time to, you know, move on with life and live life and not miss out on anything. I mean, I definitely think that has something to do with it, if not everything, but I know it's harder for a lot of people because a lot of my friends, you know, don't deal with moving on the same way that I do. Some prefer, you know, really having their me time and being, you know, kind of almost isolated and really feeling all the feelings and dealing with all the things that are going on. But I also know that sometimes that actually doesn't really help them move on as well as they thought it did. Um, Whereas some of my other friends are kind of like me where they would rather you know, get back out there and whatever. And I totally understand that some people, you know, aren't ready to, you know, jump back into the dating scene or, you know, they want to spend that me time doing their thing. And that's totally fine. I don't think moving on necessarily is, you know, jumping back into dating. Moving on can definitely be jumping back into discovering who you are and really developing who you are as a person to help your relationships in the future and to help you when you go back to dating. So, you know, everyone's idea of moving on is so different and there's no really like right or wrong as long as it gets you to where you want to be going. Like I said, I know some people who, you know, they do want to take that alone time and they're not ready to do certain things, but they also fall back to things that they need to be moving on from So honestly, that's not really helping them as much as they think it is. Um, So that's why I said, you know, whatever you do to help move on from an ex or, you know, a situationship or anything like that, as long as it is something that is one, actually helping you move on or two, help helping you to like heal and grow and learn from the experience you had, that's all that matters, honestly. So like I said, those are just kind of ones that are like instances of moving on that I have personally been exposed to that I do myself or whatnot. But I mean, there might be many other ways to move on. So I can't give you all the, all the options to moving on. But like I said, as long as your intentions are are good and you're learning from your experiences and using that to grow and help you in the long run, that's all that really matters. So 
just to also to kind of give you a personal update on my life because I do you know keep you guys in the loop I am single again unfortunately um but it was a mutual thing no hard feelings it is upsetting because it wasn't you know this big messy thing with anything bad to move on from or like you know it's really just kind of losing a person rather than you know having something done to me that was hurtful or whatever but I still have learned so much from that relationship and I definitely feel a lot different actually going into being single and dating now than I did before so I have learned a lot I did you know detach pretty easily it was definitely not easy but that's just how I handle things is to feel the feelings when it happens get it all out take the information that I need to move on and then go with that and move on with my life and you know I don't have any expectations for my new dating life or for potentially seeing the person I was with again and I think that's honestly been the best way of handling it as well to not be stressed out and to kind of just let things flow and trust the timing of the universe and life and things like that so that's just a personal little update of mine and now I think it's time for us to get Raphael involved and hear from our first quote real guest P.S. I also feel like being single again is like God's way of telling me I need more podcast content (laughs) so you guys can keep listening if you even are listening I hope you are and if you do I love you but yeah I feel like that's what this is I'm here with Raphael hey how's it going We're, we're learning how to do this, but it's, it's fine. Yeah, we're shooting from the hip constantly. So I'm just going to ask him a bunch of questions kind of based on our topic for this week. And yeah, we're going to see how it goes. So first we're going to talk about our dating. Should it be on the couch? Uh, well, <laughs> there is one. Um, we're going to talk about our dating experience, which was only one date, which I messed up that earlier. It's fine. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so Bumble, it, it was. It was a pleasant date, yeah. Um, Bumble, I think we talked on the phone a couple times. Probably. It was like, I hey, had let's to make sure human. you weren't a catfish. Yeah, yeah, let's be human, let's jump on the phone, let's talk. I actually think there was a time where I thought you were a catfish because I still have that fish next to your name in my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I it's, think This is the first I'm hearing about oh, that. Oh, yeah, it's, it's still there. That's I, funny. I just actually remember that, yeah. I'm pretty okay. sure I thought you were a catfish. And that's probably where, like, the FaceTime stuff came up. And what then, made you think it was a catfish? I mean, I just assume every guy's a catfish until proven otherwise. Okay, guilty until proven otherwise. Yeah, I mean, you don't know these days. It's very true. Very I true. have not been bamboozled, but people have, so yeah, I'm not trying to be that person. But yeah, then we went and ate Trust sushi. We ate sushi, yeah, on uh, that place where in Kennedy. Soho Sushi, I think, on Kennedy. I know nothing it was around cool. these it was, parts. It was a cool place, but I just kept whining about my ex, yeah. Literally, yeah. <laughs> and then I dropped you off at a bar, pretty sure. You did, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Which was like... I don't remember that It wasn't night. a bad yeah. thing, but... No. Yeah, I let you go party after that. Felt like your mom, like, goodbye. <laughs> do you have enough money? Don't do anything I wouldn't yeah. do. okay, cool. It's fine. But yeah, so uh, talking about whining about your ex... We have to talk about the shampoo story. Yeah. That you mentioned on our sushi date. Yeah, that story doesn't. Yeah, it lives in infamy, huh? I mean, it's a good one. <laughs> it's a good one. You don't hear it every day. Do we jump right into that? Yeah, you go ahead. So I was quoting the great John Mayer, my guy. Um, and he has a line in a song that says, I still keep your shampoo in my shower in case you want to wash your hair. Though I, though you probably found yourself some more somewhere, I do not really care because as long as it's there, as long as it is there, I still feel like your man. And I remember that when that album came out, it was kind of just when I was going through that breakup. Um, 
and I, the, the lyric always kind of resonated with me being a musician I'd always look into lyrics and I was like all right that's that's interesting um, and I always kept a shampoo bottle in like that little corner in my shower. You took it literally. I, I literally, it was there before I heard the song. The song just kind of validated things. And then I heard it and then I told you that story. Yeah. And I, I think I still had the shampoo bottle at that time. Yeah, you did. Yeah. And That's why was I was like, like, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, not a great, uh, start off to the first date. Um, no, but it was memorable. It was, uh, and it was a cool conversation. We talked, um, and I think I remember talking to you a while afterwards. Yeah. You would like you FaceTime were... me and sing yeah. John Mayer songs, which we love John Mayer. Maybe he'll listen one day. We both share. Yeah. Tune he, in, John. How's it going? He needs to. Um, Stating is not the best, but. <laughs> but we, I think we were talking about it and you said something like, hey, how's it going? And I said, I, I think I found someone. And you're like, no way. Because you knew how hung up I was on my ex. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's exactly what happened. And and I started, and you asked me, and I said, yeah, I even threw out the shampoo bottle. That's and when I knew it was that's real. That's when you knew it was real. <laughs> um, and I, I remember the, the day that I was actually throwing out the shampoo bottle and clearing out my shower, and I was like, this is real. I'm letting go now. And it's it's metaphorical, physical, real thing, and it's, yeah, it's it's stuck. The shampoo story. The shampoo story, yeah. So you kind of mentioned it a little bit. You got into another relationship, but what is that? What like really helped you move on from Shampoo Girl? I think so. Um, I Shampoo Girl was like a six-year relationship. I I came to Tampa for Shampoo Girl on a whim. I came to visit her for like a weekend, her first semester of college, and I ended up like getting a job. I had a place to stay, and I was like, I'm not going back. <laughs> um, so a weekend trip turned into eight years later. Here I am, still in Tampa. Um, but the, it was like one of those turbulent puppy love relationships, a lot of drama, but you kind of fixate on it. And it was a long drawn out process for a breakup, you know, almost two and a half years, I think. Um, and you still had the shampoo that long? Well, because she would still come over and like hang so out. So it was like and, one of those not like clean cut off and yeah, on kind of thing. Yeah, and, and she would, you know, talk to whoever she wanted to. And I would always think she was transparent. She might have been transparent with me, maybe not, but it was one of those things that she was still doing her thing and I was kind of doing my thing, um, but we were still kind of attached to each other. I think maybe just romanticized or stuck in the past, not being able to move on because we were comfortable. Um, but then this girl kind of came out of nowhere. She actually slid in my DMs. Credit to her. Hey, I'm also a girl DM slider, so yeah, props to her. There's not a lot of us. Nothing wrong with that. All those girls, it's 2020. Uh, you can slide into a guy's DMs too. You miss uh, all the shots that you don't take. So. Exactly, exactly. Michael Scott, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, the relationship, I think it, the new relationship, the girl that made me forget about Shampoo Girl, it just moved so quickly and it was so effortless. And it just kind of flowed. It was easy. It was very easy. And it was, I don't want to say it was a distraction because I don't want to unjustify our relationship. But I think it made it easy to get over the other one. Um, and it was a beautiful relationship. It was happy, laughing, a lot of laughter. That's, I think, the biggest takeaway that I have. Like, laughing under the covers for no reason. Like, just laying in bed on a Tuesday, eating pizza, and just laughing. And having a good time. Like, shortness of breath, laughing. Like, stomach oh, laughing. Yeah. Like, really laughing. For, like, nothing. Yeah. Well, that's good. Well, I know, personally, that you recently got out of that relationship, though, that helped you. Was yeah. that, like, moving on different this time? I know it's still kind of new, though. And I know... Yeah, it's... it's it's uh, The stitches are still on the cut. Um, Still healing. Yeah, but um, a different breakup. I mean, there weren't any hiccups or issues in that relationship until the end when we actually kind of came to the end in terms of the breakup. Um, there was never really a, a, a huge fight or anything like that. It was, again, it was a very fluid relationship. Um, but then sometimes you just realize that, you know, if you're not dating for, for marriage or for life, you're dating for heartbreak. I think I've seen that meme somewhere. Yeah, no, I mean, um, it's true. Yeah, and I, I came, I just realized a few things that I'm just like, we're just different people and, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I just felt a different way and I didn't think it was fair to lead someone else on that felt a different way. Yeah, no, I agree. I feel like it's, 
it's almost harder to end things that aren't like sticky situations. Kind of yeah. like I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, it's like there's nothing that really happened to me too in my previous relationship to kind of I don't know. I feel like sometimes when you're like mad about something that happened or yeah. you're mad about how somebody acted, it helps you move on and mm-hmm. it helps make the breakup a little bit easier because yeah. you have something to grab it's, onto. It's and harder be... to justify the ends when there's no means. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I totally get that. Um, I mean, it's just, it sucks though, having to do when there's no like real reason. <laughs> um, the... But it still makes you feel like a jerk. Yeah, I mean, when you're the one ending the relationship, you're always the bad guy. Somebody's heart almost, and it's it's you know people always joke around. It's like, oh, that guy's a heartbreaker. And when you've actually broken a heart and you've hurt someone that you care about, it's like it's not like a badge of honor that you wear. You know, it's not something that you want to pride yourself like, oh, I'm I'm quite the heartbreaker. You know, Um, it sucks when you care about someone and and you see them you know crying or hurting or in pain and agony because of something that you've done even when it's it's still harder than than cheating almost like if i cheated it's like well it would have been easier ready to cheat and have her get over me or her yeah. justify the heartbreak but well, it's, it's even harder yeah you're you right have someone it's, to, something to grab onto like yeah. oh they cheated on me like i don't deserve that but yeah. it's like you deserved this type of relationship but it just didn't work out yeah. Which is, I guess, like the suckiest part of it. It's not like what they did to you. It's that it was good, but it still needed to end. And and to her credit, like it's it's one of those things that I guess they, a girl in this situation or a guy for that matter, they want to blame themselves. They want to find where things went wrong. Yeah, like what could have what was what the they could have done differently yeah. to maybe make you and still it's together. so hard to comfort them and say. It's it's, it's a cliche. You. It's not you. It's, it's me. me. Yeah. Oh well, but it's I mean, true. Yeah. Like it you, is. You can't force the heart to do something that it doesn't want to. Um, as cliche as that also sounds, but you know when you don't feel a certain way about someone and they do, it's it's hard. You know? Yeah. I mean, they're sayings for a reason. Exactly. There's yeah. some truth to them. Things are cheesy and corny for a reason because they're true to an extent. Yeah. Okay. So. How do you think guys move on differently than women? Or do you think it's, like, the same? Kind of. Um, no, it's, it's, it's really different. And I don't... First of all, this might be out of left field. I don't ever justify cheating at all. No. I've never been a cheater. But I've read and, and heard that guys cheating is different from girls cheating. To an extent, I kind of agree with that. I, I, I think... Well, ooh, I want to hear this. Yeah, well... Again, not justify cheating at all before any ladies listening right now and be like, how dare he? No, I don't justify I'll give you it. his information if you want to, like, edit his house. <laughs> if you want to try – yeah, track <laughs> me down. That's fine. Um, I, I think when a girl cheats, she's looking for more – when a guy cheats, a lot of times it's just purely physical. Uh, okay. I um, can see that. When a girl cheats is because of not a physical thing. It's just a lack thereof something that's missing in their relationship attention love a different person you know going back to an old flame because the current flame is just not being nice to say it lightly do you think it's like a more spiteful thing with women whereas men it's it's not a spiteful thing i think with women it's more of like they're just genuinely seeking things it's not an attention thing it's not to you know raise any alarms it's just because genuinely the man wasn't satisfying her not in a physical way in an emotional way and being there for her physical too i guess it could be physical yeah but if it were physical a woman i feel like she would have no shame in saying that and calling a guy out that's true um you're probably right but yeah it's it's it is different i think um guys tend to talk you know big shop saying oh i can't wait till i'm single i'm gonna see all these girls and yada yada and Guys, that first night that you're sleeping alone in your apartment that, you know, if it's a studio that you just moved out of and, and or you just moved into the studio after your nice apartment that your girlfriend probably helped decorate. And in my case, it was like a lot of trips to Ikea and a lot of ways to make the place feel homey. And then all of a sudden you're in a 
one bedroom or studio apartment by yourself with no pictures on the wall just yet that first night sleeping on a fold-out couch the men decorations which is none which is like the beer bottle that you just drank or something like that it's like maybe a one piece of wall decoration maybe if anything yeah and in my case i one of the biggest things that i did was like fall asleep with the tv on uh to help kind of avoid (laughs) the awkward silence and your thoughts you know if we're being painfully honest, hey, the, off, the office I like helps. The painfully yeah, honest. the office helps because, like, the you office can it's get away. it's no, no, the TV show, The Office. Oh, helps. oh, I thought you meant like <laughs> where we're at right now. I was like, is this like your little? No, the office helps because it's like it's not loud. There's no loud uh, background TV noise or music or anything like that. And every once in a while, you roll over and you can hear Dwight and Jim going at it, and you chuckle because you know what episode it is, and then you go back to sleep. But uh, so, guys, if you need help moving on, just office. turn the office on, yeah. and it's like you're it's basically like getting in a rocked to sleep. Yeah, again. exactly. <laughs> You'll feel better. But yeah, it, it's it's harder for guys. I think girls hurt more uh, and they move on quicker. But guys, it's more of a prolonged breakup maybe because they want to put on a big front. But then, well, I think too, it's because guys don't get to express their feelings probably as much as they would like because of the stigma of just men that men have in general around emotions. Yeah. Yeah, So I I totally feel for you guys. Like, I mean, it's, I feel like it's definitely harder for guys to talk about things that where women, I mean, we'll call up our girlfriends and I think guys do it too. Um, and just be but like, it's harder. all this happened and like, yada, yada, you can really like vent to your friends and like kind of let it out. Whereas yeah. guys, I feel like guys have a hard time doing that because they might only have like very few people they very feel comfortable few. doing yes. that to. Versus a woman, you can probably call any, any of your friends. Friend. Yes, exactly. You can call your third grade best friend and she'll be like, oh girl, yeah. like, and she'll get no, on the phone with you. No, but really. But really, yeah. But the guy friend, it's like you could probably count on two fingers that kind of guy that you that he's like your brother and, and you can have those deep emotional conversations with yeah. and be vulnerable. I mean, I'm an Aries. I wear my heart on my sleeve. I'm stubborn, but I'm also very emotional. But there is that stigma that it's like, yeah, you... Yeah. You can't be too hard. Like, oh, get over it, bro. Go out tonight and, you know, yeah. meet some girls at the bar. Exactly. And it's it's not always that, you know? No, I agree. And I think, you know, the people who don't really have the opportunity to, like, let it out and vent it and feel those emotions as much as they should end up suppressing it. And it yeah. almost causes issues later on because they're not dealing with any of that, really. You're just burying it. Yeah. And yeah. then, it you know, you're just going to get, like, so full of emotions that you're just going to like explode or you're going to self-sabotage or you're going to you know ruin something that you probably honestly didn't want to but subconsciously it's just what's happening because you're not dealing with everything that's really happening which I know you've said that you wanted to take some you time yeah and I think that's good and I think a lot of guys you know they don't always necessarily do that like i know the guy who inspired the cheating episode Mm -hmm. i mean he had a girlfriend within months until like i mean now he's married but like in high school like he had a girlfriend and they would break up and then months later he would have another one for like three years then me and him got together for like almost four years and then immediately after he got with his now wife so i'm like some guys yeah. they can't be alone because they haven't faced the truth of them being alone yeah enough probably and they can't like handle it they can't take the time to work on themselves or even like you know just do stuff for them yeah and i mean i don't think that's healthy it's it's not i mean as humans i know we need like we don't need but we do need to some extent yeah, people in our lives. 100%. But I also don't think that's like being a serial dater or like not really ever taking the chance to like work on yourself or even thinking that you don't need to. Some yeah. guys also think they're like this is how I am. You need to be comfortable enough with yourself to know who you are um and being okay with having those, you know, lonely nights in that undecorated apartment. Uh, but you need to get to a point that you know how you are and how you can handle those alone situations, but still know that it's your, your creatures of, of comfort and you do like the warmth and the embrace and the affection of, of someone else, you know, of your significant other. Yeah. I saw like, uh, 
this movie and, and they're act, they're interviewing this older guy and he's you know sitting at the tracks at the dog tracks and oh, I've been divorced you know six seven times young man this and that and then the guy asks him a question at the end he says he says at the end of the day it doesn't matter I've realized it you know it's a lot better to be with somebody than to be alone and I'm like whoa yeah that hit me yeah I was like you're right it is you know how many times have you had a moment or an experience and you're like wow I wish this person were here with me to enjoy it you yeah know, it's- well I mean I could go on a huge tangent with this too but I'll say one thing in regards to that is that I think that people also don't take the time these days to put in the work to make a relationship work yeah. it is yeah it's not easy which is like okay you shouldn't stay in a toxic relationship or something that's obviously not good for you but no relationship is going to be sunshine, rainbows, whatever, all no. the time. It takes work, and I don't think people realize that, especially because it's so easy these days to just be like, oh, well, I'll just get on Bumble and swipe Instant a Instant gratification, swipes. yeah. We're like, like that generation that's like, oh, you want something? Find it on your phone in two clicks. Yeah, exactly. Like, you want a new, a new date? Find it in two Literally, clicks, Literally, I mean, that's it. you yeah. can, and I think that has, like, kind of hurt relationships, Absolutely. honestly. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely helped because it is easier to find people, but it's also hurt it because it's easier to find people. It's shallow. It is. But it's, yeah, it's it's kind of like a numbers game, if you will. It's Like I said, we could get on a huge tangent yeah, about that. Yeah, let's, okay. let's not go let's there. Let's not go there. Let's go to our next one. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about some lessons learned from past relationships because we were kind of talking about that yeah. earlier. Yeah. How, like being in the like crappy type of relationship and almost expecting like that's just all you're kind of used to is like the drama and like not ideal situations and then you know when you find that actually good relationship and good person it can be not boring but I mean you don't have the drama it's easy which can make you kind of it almost makes us concerned like, Even is there anything the that right I should thing. be concerned about? Because this yeah. is going way too, way too good. Exactly. Right it almost yeah. makes you second guess it because it's so good. Yeah. But I just think that that's us, it's you know, stigma. being conditioned. Yeah. By our previous relationships. Yeah. But I mean, they tell you though that relationships should be easy. The com- the communication should be easy. The you know, it shouldn't be crazy. I mean, fights are going to happen, but it shouldn't be like... Fights are good as long as you come to like a peaceful, amicable conclusion and it's, you know, like you get to somewhere. It's not just you're just rambling about something or or burying it, yeah, or ignoring the issue. Yeah. Um, My mom told me that. She was like, would you rather learn from your mistakes with her or become a better man with someone else? That's good mom advice. It's great mom advice. She told me that and I was like, whoa, kind of threw me for a spin. It it took me a second to process it. But I learned from my mistakes with my past relationship. And the most recent one that I came out of, it was, I guess that's what made the heartbreak so hard because I learned to be, in her eyes, the perfect guy. Like we never fought. We never had, we had disagreements, but again, we would settle it. and Yeah. And I mean, that's normal. You can't expect to not ever have that. Yeah. It made me be the best boyfriend that I can currently be right now and uh in the future and, and in the future and it made it harder but then it goes back to something that I saw it was like oh, there's three kinds of love and it's the first one that it's like full drama full like immature you, immature yeah. high school love it's you're kind of fixated to the drama like you said because you don't want it to be boring yeah the second one is that one that's just kind of like effortless it just flows which is the one that I had and the third one's somewhere down the road that it's like the one, hopefully. You know, yeah. The one that you Didn't wanna... you say you wanted to like be touching the same fruit in the grocery store? Um, I don't think it was fruit. It's a lot more poetic when you say fruit, but I think we're oh. both going to be reaching oh, out for the pizza. frozen pizza. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like we're each looking for like an individual deep dish or DiGiorno and it's like, do you, do you want to go, go back to my place and get the family size instead? Oh. <laughs> Netflix and chill. Uh, something maybe more meaningful than Netflix and chill, but yeah. yeah, sure, yeah, along those lines. Yeah. Hey, I mean, it could happen. It's love finds a weird way of finding you when you least expect it. I agree. I agree. Like a lot of those people that are myself included that are like you know, drowning, and you have Tinder, you have Hinge, you have Bumble, you have all the dating apps, and you're going out, and you're like, 
it's a numbers game. I'm going to meet this girl. Well, but this one, no, but that one. And, the, and then when you least expect it, when you're all disheveled and wearing a hoodie and sweatpants and you haven't combed your hair and you're in the grocery store, then you least expect it. That's when you're going to find the love think, of your life. I don't think anyone would accept come you. up to me That's like what you that. think. But their no. true, true love lies in the eyes of the beholder. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you obviously haven't seen me very disheveled we'll just keep looking. Saying that. Oh, wow. It'd be uh, scary, but I'm sure we could go on for a very long time. But I think we hit on a lot of good stuff about, you know, moving on and past relationships. And yeah. sometimes you do get stuck and you leave the shampoo in the shower for a little bit longer than you should have. But yeah. it's all a lesson, it all teaches you something. I mean, if you're not learning, I think you're just being stubborn or immature. I agree. Um, Everyone has things that they can learn in their life. Yeah. Some of the best lessons come from heartbreak, from economic hardship, um, from being put in a position that you're so uncomfortable that you have no other option, uh, option but to perform. Yeah. yeah. And it's like make or break it. And I myself, I've put myself in that position forcefully because I know I, I perform there. Um, it's not the same for everybody else, but I guess being alone for a little bit and being comfortable with being alone and recognizing yourself and having, um, I think of a little bit of, of emotional intelligence and knowing where you are, that makes a huge, um, dent in that process and getting over and knowing where you stand with things. I agree. And I know like personally I have, there was six years where I was like single, Mm -hmm. I was dating people, but I was single and it's just good to know that you can do it on your own. You can do life on your yeah. own if you have to. You just but choose not to. Yeah, you don't, you don't have to. What was the biggest lesson you took away from that? From like those six years of single life? Well, I mean, it got me a lot of content for this podcast, that's for <laughs> sure. But uh, no, it's just like, it's the fact that you, I love the kind of quote, like, I want somebody, I don't need somebody. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's like. If you know that you can do life on your own, it's not a bad thing to want somebody. Because like we talked about before, we're humans. We want that person there for us. We want to share a life with somebody, you know, but you don't need them. It's that's when like the codependency, that's when it gets just not, it's not healthy to be codependent on somebody. Yeah. So that's where, you know, like the wanting versus needing somebody. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I've, I remember like in moments that I'm in a crowd or like at a concert or a show or seeing something and I'm seeing the person on stage and I'm like, oh, wow, did you see that? And you want to turn to someone instantly because you want to share something, right? You're like, oh, wow. And then you realize if you turn to a stranger, they're like, what's wrong with this guy? You go what to are concerts alone? I have. I mean, that's not like super weird, but like, I agree. I would not go to a concert I, alone because like you said, I'd want to be like, oh my God, If it was God, a concert of so like good. someone that you like and that you really- And no one else wanted to yeah, go. Yeah, you'd go. Yeah. yeah. But like you said, I'd want somebody there to be like, have oh my God, did you see that guitar solo? Even though I don't know anything about guitar <laughs> right, solos. Right, but, but even I mean, if that person doesn't know a thing about guitar solos and they're still your person, they, they'll the care. love is probably there that they'll care about and be like, oh my God, yeah, that sounded- Even if yeah. they don't know, they'll even probably- like, Have you gone to the movies alone or- no, I haven't. I mean, I'm, I'm not really, like, a super movies person anyway. I, like, will go. Yeah, that's a dying industry, y'all. Yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> it's definitely dead right now. Yeah, exactly. But. That's, that's, a, that's another episode. Yeah, exactly. We're going to go off on tangents. Is there anything, like, <laughs> else you want to add to kind of, like, round out? Uh, I mean, we've hit on a lot of good stuff. I think we have. I mean, check your notes. Are we missing anything that you'd like no. to talk we, about? We did it all. I think. The dating world has drastically changed with social media and expectations and instant gratification and swiping right. And it's it's a lot. I guess there's a lot of pros and cons to it. Um, at the end of the day, I'd much rather meet someone in person than, than over an app. Now-ish. It's just hard. Now-ish. It's very hard. Yeah. Um, but you can go to the grocery store. Yeah. But you might miss half of their face because their mask is on or something. But <laughs> like you said, if it's love, it'll find you. So it's gorgeous eyes, but I didn't see that <laughs> smile coming. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I guess in in today's day and age, just slow it down. Be a human. Uh, if you like someone and you're getting the jitters uh, talking to them over an app, 
pick up the phone and call them. I think that's that's pretty cool. FaceTime. Uh, FaceTime might be a little too awkward as what? like because FaceTime's going you know too to the extreme. It's like oh let me see your face and, and well, it's like oh my god on your in your okay, end if you're in sweatpants right and away, a, yeah but, but like the phone call to is make like, sure you're not a catfish. You can be doing laundry and like oh my god he's he's calling me is this this is him hold on I can answer the phone now because he's not looking at me and that's fine. Yeah. So no, I think a phone call goes a long way like hearing someone's voice their thoughts like the way they. Um, express themselves the way they sound their voice everything yeah I think that goes a long way Um, just be true to yourself I guess don't try and impress people yeah be yourself I mean with all this time home that everybody's probably had to themselves I'm sure you've come to some sort of realization of who you are as a person so you know don't shy away from that be yourself always to the fullest and someone that loves you and accepts you for yourself will come along and when you least expect it that's like perfect (laughs) okay so kind of for like our next little segment here we're gonna kind of talk a little bit more about like what happens or when you're moving on and like things like that but we're kind of gonna go back to our dating experience for a second (laughs) and i love it talk about Should you talk about your ex on the first date? This is the first time I'm hearing this feedback, so it's it's Okay. It's interesting. How I feel about it is if you're asked a question or like it comes up in a way where it's not shampoo bottle holding on. Yeah. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> then I brought it on myself. I can, like, understand. But if it turns into just, like, someone talking about their ex, like, nonstop Like, ranting type and of raving. Thing, yeah. yeah. It almost is, like... Like, not, dude, just go home to her, not, man. Well, like, <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's not, like, a competing thing. Yeah. But it kind of is. Like, when you started, like, telling me all that stuff about, like, the shampoo and whatever, mm. I was just, like... I don't I'm not gonna be able to like compete with shampoo girl maybe yeah. but like the way you were, like, like you want to have so... someone care about you that way or in that moment or not it's... even that it's just like if you are to like that extent still where you almost have like a relic like a like a not a like literal, a shrine but it's like it's almost like a shrine it's a but relic lit- <laughs> I mean the way you kind of described Indiana it it was Jones a little sh- it was yeah. a little shriny but like, I get it, but it also, like, us being on the date, I was kind of like, th- me and this dude are probably just going to be friends. And that's fine, but it's like... Here we are, a year and a half more. Uh, that was, friends. like, two years later, yeah. But, I mean, no, I think... Friend-zoned. I think it... <laughs> <laughs> I got friend-zoned by a shampoo bottle, but it's fine. But, but you're re-friend-zoning me now, two years later. Crazy how the world works. Right? (laughs) (laughs) But no, like, I don't know. It's, like I said, I don't want to say it's, like, competing with somebody. Because, one, that person's not there. You're not competing with them. Those expectations are there, though. But it's it's, just, like, some people who go to that extent, they they can't move on whether they want to or not. But you did find somebody that you were. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And... Like, maybe we just didn't have enough dates or whatever. I'm not saying that it would have been happened with us, but, like... <laughs> so, I, if, if I can segue a little bit and tell you about how my last ex slid into my DMs and yeah. came into my life to get rid of the other ex the that shampoo I had. Ex. The shampoo ex. Yeah. So, my dad, he's kind of a musician by trade. That's, that's what he does. Um, he's well-known back in Puerto Rico where I'm from. And he had a concert uh, at the House of Blues in Orlando at uh, Universal Studios or whatever park that is, whichever one it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it Universal Studios or? There's so many. There's a lot. Hollywood. Yeah. I, yeah, whatever. Um, so <laughs> it was there in Universal. And um, I went there that night with my really good friend and his girlfriend and my ex at the time. Oh, okay. Which my ex at the time, like I said, we were still working is through things but we were broken up this shampoo, shampoo girl okay. yeah shampoo x so she had a, a good foot in the door with the family you know like she was like my dad saw her backstage afterwards like oh good to see you this and that you yeah know? um 
years later, after my current ex slid in my DMs, she tells me I was at that concert that night. And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, like I went that night to that to that concert with my other friend. Wait, your new ex? Or my like new, ex, new ex, my most recent okay. ex. And she saw me that night. And she oh. was like, I saw you from afar and I don't know why, but like I just, I was like stuck like on her. you. She knows what she wants, that's for sure. Like, Which she, is a good thing. And she slid in my DM, so like all the props to her because she knew what she wanted. So this How is where it gets better. How did she find you? This is where it gets better. Um, apparently, you know, I was going crazy because I was seeing my dad. I'm his biggest fan, and I was in the crowd, like really close to the stage, like chanting. And and my dad said something on stage, and I think she put two and two together and realized that I was maybe his son or a family member. So she found me on Instagram somehow. Oh my god, I love this because this was I like, would FBI somebody like her and do the same thing. Okay, so, so this I happened this happened while I was still with Shampoo Girl, whatever. Okay. We were broken up, but like you know, that off and on thing. Yeah. Um and she was seeing someone at that time. She broke up with that person and then she broke up with that person like a year later and slid into my DMs a year later with the excuse that her past ex, which is, this is true, had the same name as me. And she sent like a meme and said, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like so awkward. It was the wrong one. Like, and I fell for it. I was like, oh, cool. And I started talking. I thought it was like Wait, so that's how she slid in? That's how she slid in my DMs. Okay, that's good. But I'm also, I guess, like so shameless. I'd be like, hey, I totally like saw you at that concert. And maybe that's a little bit too much. Well, no, but okay, so it gets better. So she slid in my DMs. We started talking. Long story short, we, she came over from uh, another side of, of Florida to visit me for like a party or whatever. And she has some family in Tampa, so it was like, you know, two birds, one stone kind of thing. And she came and she saw me, and then we, like, hit it off immediately. Like, it was like, all right, this is awesome. Like, it just worked out. It kind of flowed. We start dating. Wait, wait. Did you tell her the shampoo story? No. Because uh, I just threw out the shampoo. and it was maybe. It was for myself. It was, it oh, was like. Oh, so you had already thrown it out. Um, no, I threw it out once I started dating her. Oh, okay. okay. But it was like a moment that I was like. I'm just going to throw this out. And I didn't tell her about it. Um, Ever? I think not. I feel like well, it would have been weird if I told her and say, hey, I want to let you know I threw out that shampoo. Okay, well, you told it me. It means a lot. It means a lot. So I'm ready to go to the next level of this relationship with you. Uh, that would have been I probably mean, really off-putting. I don't know how to feel right now because I got the shampoo story and I don't even know how it came up. Well, I mean, we've already established the friend zone. That's true. Established but, by you. My, need I remind but you? back then, though, maybe it was just still too. Fresh I don't. For I don't you. know how that conversation came up. Yeah, it was probably still too fresh. I can't probably. remember. Um, I just had to throw that in there. I was like, <laughs> oh, she's too good for the shampoo. A little story. asterisk next to that, so you can have like the the footnote right there to the story. Yeah. Um. So a couple of weeks, or probably a couple of months into dating this girl, we go back to a concert at House of Blues. And we're driving there that night, and she's telling me something, and she's talking. She's like, "All right, so I got to tell you something." I'm like, "What?" She's like, "That day at that concert that you were there, blah blah blah." And she starts like, she starts getting really shy about it, and I'm like, "Well, what is?" And she's like, "I saw you that day." I'm like, "What?" And then she tells me the story about how she saw me that day, and and found me, and a year later slid into my DMs. Wow. Yeah, and she told me then she was like. She wasn't embarrassed telling me, but she was kind of like shy, well, thinking that I, I, think I was it's like because you don't know how a guy's gonna react. Because some guys they're like, oh, I like if a girl makes the first move, I like love that. But then some guys are like, would be like, how did you find me? Like, what I, yeah, extent did you? Sure, go to? I, I can imagine another guy in that position. But for me, I was like, holy, like you were the shoes on the other foot. I'm honored. Like, oh my, yeah. I'm the Cinderella. She wants to. Come to- <laughs> She oh wants God. to come to the ball with me. Like, you know, I, I How felt does it like. How feel? Being it felt Cinderella. Great. Like, like being the one that's sought after because guys typically don't get that because a lot of girls don't make the first move. No, it, it feels great. And I wish more girls were like that. And I wish people as a whole were less prideful and just went after what they wanted and, yeah. you know, showed what and just forgot about little games and. Well, I mean, kind of like. The upper, the upper hand at the we card table. We said it before. 
I mean, the worst somebody can say is no. So why Shoot not just, shot. Yeah. yeah. Why not just try? I had a girl hit on me at a bar one time at like Soho Saloon at four o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday. And I'm at the bar with my buddy, another buddy and his dad. And we're just talking. She comes up to me. She's like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, good, like normal, having a conversation. And then she's like, so, and then she starts like small talking. And I realize like halfway through, I realize, oh, she's hitting on me. This is this is happening. That was the first and maybe only time that I was hit on at a bar. Like, yeah, maybe flirted with, but like a girl actually like hitting on you. I was like, whoa, very refreshing. And like, See, I wish girls were more like that. I feel I like know. it's kind of hard. Well, I mean, maybe she. I don't know. I've hit. I've definitely hit on some guys at like the club, but I'm just the type of person that I guess I'm just like. And it's probably not the best way, but I'm just like, hey, you're really cute. <laughs> I think you're really cute. And then they're just kind of like. Maybe trim your sales pitch a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I need something. Cause like, then I'm like, where do I go from here? And then I normally just end up walking away. I mean, they'll say something, but I'll yeah. just be like, I'll just like, you know, kind of like shoot my I think little we, shot that yeah. way. And then let them come to me if they're interested. Yeah. I let them know. I get straight to the point. I'm like, hey, I think you're cute. This is where I'm at. This is what and I bring I, into the table. Exactly. I'm yeah. like, I'm interested. That gives a little, I'm interested. And then if they are, they can come like, if they see me again. Yeah. They can open up the door. But I think we live in like a filtered like world. Like everything has to be like filtered. Like, oh, well, he's coming on to me or she's coming on to me but let's tone it down a little bit or i'm worried about the way i'm perceived if i come on it's like just be yourself i guess it comes back to that i mean yeah i just kind of like blurt things out half the time so i guess that's why i do it that way but like her doing it that way is way more natural than like my drive-by attempts basically (laughs) but it has like logic in my mind when i do it i guess if that translates, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, it's a thought out process. It's all yeah. just about like going for it because why not? But not everybody feels that comfortable. But some I people f- are embarrassed; they don't want to be shut down in public. But like, it's like, what is that person going to go and tell their friends? Like, oh my god, that girl like just told me I was cute, <laughs> and everyone's going to be like, ha ha, like point at you at the club. No, like. So uh, a good story for that. There was this girl one time at a bar and. I swore that she just kept looking at me and I was like feeling probably a little bit better about myself than I should have in that moment. Oh God. And I went up to her and (laughs) she seemed like she was a lot in a lot more clearer state than I was at that moment. But I'll never forget. I went up to her and I was like, it seems like you keep looking over my way. We should stop uh, spending time staring at each other and more time talking. And then she was like, I'm not staring at you. And she turned around and walked away. And I was oh. like, like, shut down Well, And see, that's like difficult too because I feel like the girls who aren't comfortable like shooting their shot, that's what they do is that like stare down a guy. Like deer in the headlights like, and when you get called out. And it's like, like wait, they no. do this like, oh, I had this friend. She <laughs> mastered. She was the freaking master of like the stare to get guys to come up to her. She could get, yeah. she could look at any guy and he would come up to her. With this look, I obviously can't do it because I'd look like, they'd be like, what the heck? They would give me the weirdest look, but she would just, I don't know. She would like smile with her eyes or something. She'd be like, I don't know. And just like stare at them the whole time until they came over. We'll see if I tried to do that. I would like, (laughs) they would be like, is your eye twitching? I just winked at her, by the way, just to see if if I I threw her off. Yeah. It obviously didn't right now. It it defeated the purpose. But yeah, the, the guys do the same. Like we'll do the stare, the look, like the little grin like a wink worked for me one time she's like hey did you just wink at me and i was like yeah she's like well i feel like that's like more intentional because like the girl that you stared at or whatever like she's still which and maybe i don't know maybe she's just like embarrassed like you guys like you you share and i yeah you share like a glance and eye contact and you're like i see you see and especially if i'm like drunk enough i'd be like up you'll you'll hey. you'll nod back yeah oh is that like a clear to engage like all right i can walk up to you and approach you now yeah but i mean like i might just do it to everybody too because i'm just like it's just a sub see it's it's so or like, just a little like <laughs> it's intimidating though because girls and guys you know you're each you're out with your posse at night and 
Yeah. You don't want to approach a girl with like five friends and you have that really drunk protective friend that it's like, oh my God, she's not looking for you. She's not interested. Well, even if you are too, sometimes they just like go and then you have to be like. And you're like, no, no, calm down. Yeah. Carly, stop. (laughs) Like he's, he's fine. The next one though, the next one. He has permission to pass. The other one staring, you definitely get your claws out for that one. No, it's funny you said that because it's a game. I have guy friends too that I go out with sometimes, and I love going out with them. Oh, that's but even they worse. are such a like blocker. Yeah, because it's like, wait, no, you can't come up to my platonic girlfriend right now. Like, bro, well, are you really like trying to? Well, no, it's not. They don't do anything at all. Yeah, but a guy looking at you doesn't well, know if he's dating. I know you. because, and I'll tell you why. I was out one time, and it was like some girlfriends and some guy friends, but. One of my guy friends had went to the bar and he was like all alone. So I was like, let me go just go stand by him. And this cute guy that I had been staring down hard at the bar before, <laughs> he was right there. And I was like, what are the odds? I have to say something. You so I was that. like, typical me. I'm like, you're so cute. And he's like, isn't that your boyfriend? And I'm like, no. No, dummy. Like, But I mean, he would have <laughs> never talked to me because he assumed it was my boyfriend. And yeah. that's another reason where I, why maybe girls should, like, branch out every once in a while. Because me and him did talk for a little bit. But... Have you ever gone out by yourself? I asked you if you've gone to the movies by yourself. No, have you see, gone to the bar by yourself? It's... Okay. I would. But I just feel like as women, it's not the best idea. Potentially. That's really sad, but true. No, it is. It That's is, honestly yeah. why I don't. Because like, there's a lot of like really bad guys out there. Yeah. And that sucks that and it kind of ruins it for you. Yeah, they might come across like good, but I mean, you don't know them. You can still like tell your friends like, hey, I'm going out by myself. This is my location. Like whatever. You can be safe about it, but, but you never still, know. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. no one really there to kind of like save you if you need to be right right like, there's no one that's keeping an eye out for you yeah and especially if you're meeting somebody for the first time it's like i feel like you want at least one person that you know you can kind of be like you can text them like looking and be like hey carly like let's don't ask leave. questions um let's oh, go to the yeah. next bar before yeah, he comes yeah. back like if you went to the bathroom like, or i don't want to tell you what happened let's just go yeah like, and like girls like that i mean one of my friends she she gets in like not super sticky situations, but like we'll be She's at a the bar. adventurous type that always has a story the well, next day. No, no. She honestly like guys just come up to her and she's like a little more timid and like not shy, but like she knows that I will like cut to the chase. So like if she's like stuck playing like a game with mm-hmm. a guy at a bar that she's like over, she'll be like come save me and i'll be right. like oh time to go yeah. you know like and i know like girls You'll do that to guys friend. yeah but it's like and it's not always kind of like we talked about it's not always a bad thing it's not always yeah. that they're not into you but like sometimes when they are getting uncomfortable it's just to get them out it's of there normal, yeah. but sometimes your friend like carly just wants to like pop off and i and you're carly's only ride home or I probably mean, staying on your couch so the night's over because I've I've only been a Carly when my friends want me to be a Carly. I'm not gonna like go straight to being a Carly, but yeah. I will protect my friends if they want to be protected. That first night out, like when you're single, is you're very self conscious. I I don't think so, but I think that's also just because of how I've grown as a person personally. Yeah, but because. I I don't know. So I went out Monday. Mm-hmm. Like the bar that I was at was like half full, stayed away from most people. But I mean, it was weird. Yeah. But it just kind of felt like the same type of thing. It's kind of like back to the. It's. It's I like don't know. back to square one type of thing. And Getting to know someone else again from scratch and the small talk. and. The, but I don't mind that. But I know a lot yeah. of people do because you go from, like, something so comfortable and effortless and yeah. you already know all these things to, like, having to meet somebody brand new. Yeah, it's, like, I never liked sleeping in someone else's bed. No, it's weird. It's always weird for me. I'm just, like, I got caught one time trying to sneak out, like, at 4 o'clock in the morning like I went what? to the downstairs bathroom and I was and like, see, I'm that just going is, to the bathroom. You could just tell me you need to go. But I guess I'm like, see, this is where sometimes I feel like I don't relate as much to other women. Yeah. But 
like I feel like it'd be weirder if you, I like woke up and some dude just like wasn't there if he was like I'm gonna go home well because I don't want to wake you from your slumber and be like hey listen I'm unleaving they'll go back to sleep they're not gonna cry <laughs> themselves to sleep you're not that in that early on into the stage of the yeah I mean I would hope that you would be sneaking out if it was like really early yeah rather than like in, in the middle of the night or like when you're a little like if it's like 7 a.m 8 a.m like hey sorry i just gotta i gotta go to the office like uh, yeah i mean tight. versus like 2 a.m all you hear is like which i'd be like door closing and you're gone lock the door on your way out or something yeah. which i mean you can't really do because it depends if you have two person. yeah well if you have two um locks on it like the bottom lock on the handle that twists yeah. i just do that behind me and i'll just lock and then i'll give it a little twist and turn See, so they know they i got like a dead bolt me. so i'm like it's too i much. gotta get up but it's it's i don't know it's weird like getting to know somebody again once you're so comfortable with someone that it's like anything kind of goes kind of deal that you can be yourself in your sweatpants and hoodie and not care about yeah. what day of the week it is like it's mm, Girls want to say, like, oh, my gosh, I'm not wearing my makeup. Um, I don't want to be seen like this. But for a guy, it's almost the same thing. Like, oh, I broke I, – I woke up and I haven't brushed my hair. Or, like, what if I have morning breath? Like, there's a lot of girls that. Girls have so much more to worry about. But, I mean, yeah, I get but I'm, it. I'm saying it, it, it's, it's on both too. sides of, of the fence, I guess. And it's – I don't know. That familiarity with someone else, again, once you're at the bars and meeting someone, it's just like – Wow, the small talking. What do you do? Yeah. Where are you from? See, yeah, Tell that does story. get tiring to yeah. like have to. Well, and like remember all the and then remember that from the other three people <laughs> that like, you might have talked and to you that have night. To remember, it's so hard, but oh. it is because, like you said, God forbid like, you call them by a different name. Oh my god! Oof. Speaking of that, though, luckily <laughs> for me, one night I went out and met three Alexes in one night. Luckily, they all have the same name. May the odds forever be in your favor. <laughs> but, yeah, it's like, which Alex was a whatever. What, I mean, it's it doesn't keep me from dating, but it is a lot to handle, deal with. Yeah. Whatever. I feel like, though, having to get to know somebody new can keep people in situations, though, that they might not like they shouldn't be in necessarily yeah. because they just don't want to get out of their comfort zone. Of, yeah, you have to get out of your comfort zone. Like it's you have to. And plus like the only thing you really lose is time, which is a very valuable thing, but it's not usually I mean, you can kind of know where things are going within the first few dates anyway. If you're on a date and it's not going well, I think it's best to just like Say it's not going well. Say, hey. Out loud? Honestly, it's so cringeworthy when you think about it, but. To their face. Okay, honestly, I'm like somebody who loves like direct honesty, but. But that's even too harsh. To my face, like just wait till like we leave and then just be like, hey, I don't think we vibed well. Don't tell me to my face like, because I'll be like, oh, should I leave like right now? And like maybe they do want to leave right now. Maybe. I I had a friend that he. He met this girl and they went out on a date. Um, they went to the movies and he was like, I, I got catfish, man. She's got like makeup just caked on her face. Like this isn't real. But see, that I can get. So they went to the movies. He got popcorn. He paid for the movie. He did everything. And he didn't go back. He sat down with them. He's like, hey, I'm going to go to the bathroom before the movie starts. And he just dipped out. And he called me as he was running to the car. I was like, I left. And it felt so bad because then, like, how long did she sit there until she realized that he wasn't coming back? And this that's, like, why, the extreme. That's this the extreme. is why you FaceTime before. <laughs> this is a catfish issue. Yeah, but I guess that's that's on one, you know, extreme of the equation. But I think if you're transparent, it's like, hey, I'm really not vibing with you. Unless it's like, if it's really bad, it's like, hey, we're completely, this isn't going well at all. You said yeah. a couple of things that I don't really, I'm I'm done. I'll pick up the tab if you like, or I, yeah. don't, I don't even know. It's it would, I feel like it would have to be like really, really bad. It's there's no that. easy way to like gracefully bow out of the competition I at know. that point. But, but I that's why I feel like maybe like a text after is like, hey, like it was nice meeting you, but this is not gonna work out. Uh, I got that one time. It's like, hey, I had a good time. Do you think we'd go out again? And I was like, yeah. 
Well, then you should have said no. Again, but it's, yeah, you're, you're kind of thrown on the spot and you feel awkward and you're like, oh, yeah, sure. Okay, well, I can't feel bad for you because you could have said no. I and you chose to would've. say yes. Yeah. Or, you know, try it again. But sometimes you do need a second date to really see. If it's yeah. super bad, though, obviously not. But It's really bad, no. If it's kind of like on the verge and you're like, maybe, potentially. There's I'd like say funny, do the cute, bad first dates. Like, oh, my gosh, like he got there late and... I hate Something that. Something was wrong. Well, yeah, but like in a in a funny Cinderella way, perfect rom com style. Like, oh, he got there late and he had the story, but then it was all true and this and that, and it was just really weird. But I went out on the second date and it was like perfect. Yeah, exactly. So you yeah. don't want to like miss out on that. So I I do think like sometimes you do need to give it another chance. But so just be honest, I guess. That's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but. Like I said, I don't know if I'd want somebody while I'm still sitting there like like this to be like, yeah. I don't think I like you. And it'd be like, It's got to okay. be really bad to get to that point. Which, yeah, but, and I can't say I've ever had, but if it was a catfish thing. That's me knocking yeah, on wood. I'm for real. <laughs> but I try to like weed out the catfishes. I do think that's really most bad dating experiences though, most of the time. For yeah. like dudes. Yeah. Because I do feel like they get catfished more than women. It's not like we can cake on makeup and. But you can use five-year-old photos on your dating apps. That is that is true. I've... I'm coming for you guys on a different episode about that. Probably, I that cannot. Mean... Uh yeah, it's. I don't know. You're you're really onto something with the show. This is this is cool. This is fun. I feel like you're just like hyping me up because you're on it right now, but no. But I remember like listening to it the first night, and it was one of those lonely nights, just kind of getting used to being single. <laughs> and it was like it was kind of a breath of fresh air to hear a woman's perspective and then hear um, your take on things. Um, I'm honored that I'm I'm a guest here on the show, but uh, I'm interested in in hearing what other guests have to say and what other subjects come up because I feel like it's it's not a subject that gets to be debated yeah. or like talked about in this platform like the way that you're doing it right now. Okay. Um, I think something that I, I mentioned, Sleepless in Seattle. Yes, uh, <laughs> which I've never seen before. Great movie, Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks, fantastic. Um, but it's it's about like the old radio show hosts that you know you're you're driving along the highway you got a couple of miles to go and you know before the iPod or CD kind of era and you're just flipping the stations and you come on to like a talk show radio host and that's how that movie is he's talking about his i think it's his widow he's a widow or whatever and then he oh. starts talking and then he gets on the radio and then Meg Ryan hears him across the country listening to him on the radio Wow. It, so it, you're it's one of those to things. Say my uh, future husband might be listening across the. Or my future wife. There you go. <laughs> but no. He likes but... frozen pizza. Exactly. Keep that in mind. Yeah. Come to the grocery <laughs> store all the way out here, though. What frozen pizza is to be determined, but you know. Um, no, but it, I, I think it's a cool, you know, how things kind of come in cycles. Like um, mustaches and, and beards are kind of coming back now like they used to be a big thing in the 30s and 40s and you had a clear-cut era and now everybody has a beard or a mustache because it's like the cool thing and like this this show it's like you used to have talk shows and all that stuff and they kind of went away and then now it's kind of coming back and i think this is a cool platform to do it to talk about the subjects that we're talking about the different kind of matters of dating in our age with the digital you know era and the apps and all that kind of stuff and i feel like there's a lot of moving pieces and parts as the thunder starts rumbling in yeah, right. um and it's it's kind of nice to hear uh you know someone on the radio talking about and then have other valuable feedback be it myself or someone else another guest in the future i think it's just cool to all you listeners out there i, th- I don't know i think it's interesting it's That's unique so take. sweet yeah it's cool no i do like I just know how complicated relationships are in general. Right. And that leaves so much to talk about. Because like you said, I mean, like, everyone's experience is different. There is really no right or wrong. I mean, there are certain aspects that you want to avoid. Yeah. It's just experiences. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, everyone has them. They have their crazy stories. Their, you know, instances that i might not be able to experience and you might not be able to experience what i've gone through so it's like 
Well, I mean, now you can listen to it, most of them. But I just, I don't know. I enjoy talking about it. It's a lot, a lot there to be uncovered. I don't think you're going to run out of uh, subject matters to talk about for a while. That's for sure. No, and I don't think so either. You're but always going to have guests that are going to have crazy, crazy stories. stories. Yeah, I know, and I look forward to doing that. And I'm glad that you were like the first one, and it like worked out. I'm glad I was your first. Oh <laughs> my god! <laughs> and that is why we went on only one date. No, I'm kidding. You're great, but yeah, I mean. <laughs> that into a sound you're gonna have to start like bringing in like wacky sound effects and stuff like that yeah insert it like <laughs> start a is there more that. of an awkward way that we can end this right now no <laughs> <laughs> this is it but uh we hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode and we will see you well i will see you maybe someone else maybe Raphael in the future if he has a crazy story about meeting his future wife in the frozen pizza section of the grocery store i'd be honored (laughs) and uh we'll see you next i keep saying we i do this all the time uh i can be like you know once in a blue moon kind of guy i'll just come in sporadically i'll be like the wacky neighbor that just comes on i mean we can talk like we did now it worked out we covered a lot we did it was uh and it just kind of flowed yeah very very natural until I started to talk at the very end just now. But that's fine. <laughs> it happens on all the episodes probably. <laughs> um, but yeah. Happy Cheers. Thirsty Thursday. Yeah, drink your Skittle tequila over there. And gin. Oh, you had tequila earlier. It's, it's, it was tequila and then now it's gin mixed with a, a LaCroix lemon lime. It's the only th- mixer that was like in the fridge. So I was like, oh, let me just. It hurts to drink. Wasn't that? You're also drinking out of a coffee cup, like a true Thirsty Thursday Yeah, well, I wanted to really immerse myself in the experience and be one with a Thirsty Thursday. I'm, like, so honored. Joke's on you. You didn't know I was drinking tequila until I was done with the first cup. Exactly. So, credit to me for... For passing that. (laughs) And now it's, like, pouring rain and... And it's time to go. To wrap up. (laughs) See you guys later.